You are now listening to Real Dope Radio. The content discussed on this show is an opinion of Tim Jackson and his guests, and it should not be used as a primary source to make decisions in your personal life. Always consult a professional before making decisions related to the subject matter discussed on this show. GMB. I swear. H time in here. Don Keith Thug Boss. Here we go. It take money to make some money, this money make me a boss Independent, I'm winning, a hustler ain't never Oh, I'm feeling real dope right now. It's your man, Tim Jackson, the host of Real Dope Radio. And please do me a favor and follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson. Now, I know y'all wondering like, damn, Tim, where you been? You cranked out a few shows in a row and it took you a while to come back, guys. I just took a couple of days off. I'm Believe it or not, man, I'm planning my uh, high school reunion right now, the 20th reunion. So I've been really, really, really into that shit but uh yeah i gotta make sure i crank these shows out on a consistent basis i've been showing out a little bit on social media but i know a lot of people only listen to me here or listen to this or watch this on youtube so i want to make sure i give you all some content but listen you guys today's show is about code switching that's right people in the black community know what that means but a lot of people don't know what code switching means and how it works and how it can be really, really, really dangerous and detrimental to your mental health. Truth be told, a lot of people, regardless of what your background is, you know, you code switch, especially when you go to work, uh, you know, when you put on your professional act, your professional voice. But, uh, you know, black people know this all too well. Uh, and so I'm going to talk about code switching. I'm going to talk about, you know, how it can impact you long term and how not being yourself in situations can cause you to doubt yourself. It can cause you to second guess yourself. It can cause you to harbor feelings of negativities about situations that don't really require, uh, you know, a lot of attention. But because, you know, you put so much attention into it, you know, uh, you find yourself like feeling some kind of way about situations when you shouldn't. So let's hear a brief word from our sponsor. Then we're going to start this show. Code switching. Looking to support a nonprofit that is making moves? Real Youth Mentoring is a nonprofit organization that provides support to young men across the United States, teaching them to be better scholars, better leaders, and productive members of their community. Through service, scholarship, and engagement, we address the systemic issues that often plague low-income communities while providing solutions rooted in economics and accountability. Visit our website, www.realyouthmentoring.org, to learn how you can join and learn ways that you can provide support. The change we need is here, and the change we need is now. Become a member and a supporter today. All right, all right, we are back. We are back. We are back. Listen, man, I had to had to switch up my beat today, man. I want to want to have some smooth shit playing in the background. You know, I got a new producer I've been working with. He's done a few beats for me, but he's been coming through on these beats lately. So uh give y'all a little taste of some future shit we got going on. But check this out. Check this out. We're gonna talk today about code switching. Now for those who don't know what code switching is, code switching is essentially having to change up who you are, what you're about, your whole personality to fit in to a certain situation. 
I'm going to say that again. You have to switch up your entire personality simply to fit into a certain situation. Now, you hear this common uh, place with black people, you know, black people who say when they go into the workforce, they have to code switch. They have to, you know, for lack of better words, talk white, sound white, act white, be a certain kind of way, because professionalism has always been associated with whiteness which isn't the true statement a true statement but that's what a lot of people feel like they have to do and be whenever they get into a situation we all you know we've all joked around and said let me put on my white voice right (laughs) and what i noticed when i worked in in corporate america was that uh a lot of white people code switch too you know a lot of them was some country motherfuckers who you know was backwoods shit like that and then they had to put on they call center voices and, uh, and shit too but you know what i see or what i saw a lot was that people would have to you know I, the funniest thing for me is if a person was taking a call and they were like hey i thank you for calling such and such this is such and such how was your day and can i get your you know account number and then they'd be putting on me like damn this motherfucker getting on my nerves you know what i'm saying <laughs> But, you know, we would have to code switch and change up the game and change how we did things because there was a certain perception that was associated with success. And a lot of new business owners still feel that way until this day. They feel like they have to be someone who they're not, even in their own business, a business they created so that they can find some sort of common ground mentally to do for themselves. And I'm not going to lie to you all. I, I'm guilty of it. You know, when I first got into real estate, man, I, I did everything that I felt like a realtor should do. I went out and took the corny ass pictures of me with my arms folded and shit. Uh, man, I, I, I had a bunch of blazers and jackets. I went out and got me a new car. You know, I, I looked the look, talked the talk, sounded how I was supposed to sound. And then, of course, I added my own little flair in there because that's just who I am. You know, I know how to present myself in such a way that, you know, my mom used to make a joke. She would say, I know how to talk to people on every single level. If I need to go downtown, I'll say this, that and the other. (laughs) And if I'm in the hood talking to somebody that ain't really understanding what I'm talking about, I'll say this, that and the other. And we used to always laugh about that because, you know, you'd have to be ambidextrous in your presentation whenever you dealt with business. But as I, I, I sat in real estate and I stayed in real estate, I've been in real estate for shit, you know, damn near two decades now. But I noticed something very, very interesting when I worked in the northern side of town, you know, where typically I was one of five black people in an office with maybe, you know, 100 to 200 white people. I noticed that when it came to running a business, we were the only ones that were code switching. I knew a guy who would come into the office, man, that used to sell so much real estate, man. And he would come in and man, I mean, this guy would have on blue jeans, cowboy boots, a dusty shirt and didn't give a damn how you felt about what he had on because he knew that people were wanting to work with him. They, yeah, they were buying a house, but they were also buying access to him. And he catered to that certain audience. He never ever ever bent who he was to sell some sort of fake alternative of success and he worked with black clients from the hood he worked from white clients who were buying million dollar homes he worked with hispanic clients he worked with indian clients people from actual asia we have a a large population of indian people in dallas fort worth for those who don't know that i mean he would work with everyone 
pulling up in his dirty truck with the big boy wheels on it, you know, with his cowboy boots on. And it was in that moment that I realized that I don't have to code switch. I don't have to abide by this certain idea of what success looks like, because when it comes time to provide people with value, they're going to buy you. And oftentimes in black businesses, we criticize people for not being professional. And I'm not talking about not having customer service. I'm talking about not sounding or looking a certain way because they have elected not to code switch. You getting what you get. This is me. This is how I talk. This is how I dress. This is how I carry myself. But if you purchase my product, my product is going to be earlier on time. It's going to be above what you asked for. It's going to exceed your expectations. And you're going to send me a lot of people. And oh, by the way, I don't need you to tell motherfuckers that I'm ghetto. And hey, just look past the way she talk or the way she act, because I'm going to wow them with my service more so than anything. In fact, it's my goal to change the narrative about what professionalism is. And as I started to work for myself, I started to realize that some of the most good looking, well put together people in my career field didn't know shit about real estate. They just took really good photos. They marketed, you know, really well. They look good on social media. But when it came time to send over a contract, they were they were horrible. I would find myself doing the job for the other agents on so many occasions, but not getting paid the whole, you know, six percent commission. You know, I still had to split my money. And I realized that a lot of people were code switching to make it seem like they were someone that they weren't, but they weren't really who they said they were. And I want to talk about that because when you find yourself doing that on so many levels, you'll find yourself feeling some kind of way about yourself and you'll start seeing that your confidence will begin to evade you and then begin to elude you. And you'll find yourself feeling like less of a person within your field because there's just something that's inauthentic about the way you present yourself. You'll find yourself feeling more tired at the end of the day. You'll find yourself feeling more depleted at the end of the day because you are literally putting on an act. And I know someone will argue and say, well, damn, Tim, that's in any job. Everyone has to put on an act and put on the face. But I'll argue that that's not in every job. That's based on the person and how they feel like they should present whatever occupation they are. You might say, okay, Tim, let's play devil's advocate. If you go to a doctor and the doctor's all extra hood and ghetto and, you know, talking to you like y'all from the streets, would you give them their money? And I say, well, damn, you must not have watched Married to Medicine. <laughs> These people are making millions of dollars being themselves on this television show, country twang and everything. And if, if I can keep it 100 with you, a lot of my doctors growing up were from India and they had extremely heavy accents and they wore their traditional clothes and they came to work and they did their own damn thing. And they didn't care about appropriating what you felt like a doctor on TV should look like. And my doctor growing up, she took care of half a Pleasant Grove. I mean, until this day, I was driving by the other day and her medical practice is still there. She took care of my sister who's in her 40s. She took care of me since I was born and her practice is still there. And I can I can guarantee you she's never code switched. So to answer your question, yeah, if they're a doctor, if they have a certification to do a job, if they have the education, and the knowledge, 
I really don't give a damn who they uh, how they come across as long as they are professional and and provide me with the service that I need and satisfy my expectations. I always joke because there was a guy who used to do my T-shirts and he probably listens to this podcast. So if you listening, I ain't taking no shots at you, but I'm just you know using you as an example. All right. This dude, man, he was the <laughs> the how can I say this? I'm not trying to be funny. This guy was himself every time I saw him. Shit, he had a head full of hair. It was was never tied back. The shit was everywhere. <laughs> you know, he made the best T-shirts in the world, but he he always looked like he had been at work for twelve hours. You know, all day long. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hands just full of ink, and you know, you could just tell he poured his heart and his soul into what he did, and he's so freaking good at what he does. In fact. I hate that he moved because he moved to a different city, uh, which is still within the Metroplex, but it takes me an hour to get to him now. And I used to remember there would be times where I would be sitting up in my office and I would literally come up with a concept for a shirt and I would email it to him and he'd say, come by and pick it up tomorrow. I mean, this guy was good as shit. But if you were to see this guy on the street or if you were to walk into his establishment, you might look at him sideways if you felt like there was an expectation of what professionalism looked like on paper and he was extremely professional he was extremely accurate he was extremely good at what he did but he didn't fit the mold of what you or i would probably think a corporate company is that is until i realized that there's really no need to code switch but rather to be who you are and that was one of the things i liked about him the most is that who he was who he was And I got what I got. And it was very, very good. On the flip side of that, I've had motherfuckers show up in a suit and take me for money. (laughs) I'll never forget a dude showed up to my house one time to cut some trees down. And this guy looked the part, talked the part. I mean, he just seemed unreal. I mean, the dude was bilingual. I mean, this guy, you know, uh, he, he was just he just he 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 looked the part man nice dress nice clothes nice car and he came he you know yeah what we can do is we can come and i can get my guys out here to cut your trees down and you know mr jackson we're gonna do this and we're gonna use a a such this type of inch blade and i mean he was explaining shit to me that i wouldn't even thought to ask and so he showed up and he cut my trees down and it looked good but under the surface there was so much work that he didn't do when he cut the trees down and grinded my stumps he didn't grind my stumps all the way down to the dirt like he said he would so i couldn't plant any grass over the stumps and you guys man i called this motherfucker for two three weeks and he would not i couldn't get him on the phone he wouldn't come by he wouldn't his guys never finished that job and i paid him i paid him all the money the presentation was amazing i started to get somebody else to call him out for a job and then meet him at the other house and be like, man, where's my damn money? <laughs> but you know what? I charged it to the game, found another brother who showed up and, you know, he was just a guy with a truck that I just randomly found. I saw him cutting somebody else's tree down. He had to go rent the equipment from Home Depot. He was like, yeah, man, I can come over. I said, well, hey, do you mind signing a contract? You know, because I didn't want to get burned. He was like, well, damn, I don't even own a contract like i just do good work i typed up a contract he signed it the guy came the next day completely grinded all of my stumps down completely grinded up uh, pulled up everything and he had no concept of business but he had concept of work and he did a much better job than the previous guy but i gave him hell 
because of how the other guy who was supposed to be the professional handled me. And that was right around the time when I started to realize through work that it's not about how you look. It's not about how you come across. It's about how you deliver. And I want to challenge you all to get out of the mindset of feeling like you have to switch up. You know, for the longest, for as long as I can remember, and if you've been listening to my show for a while, hopefully you don't have your kids in the car and they don't, you know, they they aren't used to the words shit. You know, I've been cussing a little bit more lately, right? I've been a little bit more relaxed on my show. I've been a little bit more loose, as some would say, because this is how I talk. It is how I talk, you know? And, and I, I began to kind of get a little bit more loose with my social media posts. You know, I, I, I've been kind of going over the top with it, if I can just keep it a buck with you. I mean, I, I don't cuss as much as I've been typing, but, you know, I'm seeing how people are responding to it. And a part of me is doing it more as a social experiment to see what people will say and how they'll respond to the fact that I just don't have a filter anymore because I really don't need to have a filter. But what I'm learning through this process is that this is who I've always been. And in business, I've always been my authentic self, minus a few curse words. But people have come to appreciate the fact that I'm being me. I'm sure people who listen to me, who I've dealt with in professional settings or, you know, in religious settings or stuff like that may, you know, clench their pearls sometimes. But for the most part, the authenticity has drawn a lot more intrigue from people who are like, now, you know what? I, I can rock with this, Tim. You know, he's the same guy. He's saying the same things. He's just being a lot more candid and straightforward with me. And I can appreciate the realness, even though I've always kept it real. I've just always kept it PG-13. <laughs> but it's funny to see people react, especially people who don't know me well. They just know me through social media like, oh, my gosh, I'm just not used to this, but I'm loving it. And me and my wife were kind of laughing and joking and friends that I grew up with are like, yeah, it is the Tim we know. Right. But I'm being my authentic self. And can I be 100 percent honest with you guys? I haven't lost any business. I haven't lost any followers. I haven't lost any money. I'm being my authentic self. And when I began to do that in my business about eight or nine years ago, I noticed that I was able to actually gain more people and more traction because people respect and they've come to appreciate authenticity i'll never forget back in the day when colin kaepernick took a knee and the world just went batshit crazy i mean it literally divided the nation you had some people who were applauding it you had some people who tried to associate it with patriotism and said it was disrespectful to the flag i mean everyone had an opinion about that situation and being a person who is a veteran who served in the armed forces, a person who's actually lost friends in war. You know, literally, I know people who have perished that we celebrate on Memorial Day. I didn't have a problem with what Colin Kaepernick did because I know the conflicts that at least I was a part of when I was in the armed forces. Uh, you know, a lot of it had to deal with liberating people. Right. And, and going into other countries and, you know, putting people in situations to where they could speak out against their government if they needed to and have freedom of speech, if you will. Now, listen, I'm not going to get too deep into this military shit. Follow me where I'm going here. Right. 
So my thought process was like this. If I can go over to another country and essentially fight, hypothetically, and potentially lose my life so that another person can have the right to say what they want to say, because that's supposed to be a, a freedom that we have here in the United States, then I don't have a problem with a person protesting the way they choose to protest, because that's what this country was built on. And my you, you know, point of view was unique because I'm a veteran. You know, I, I, people tried to spin it and say, well, you're disrespecting troops. And I was always the person like, nah, I'm not disrespected. I'm not disrespected at all. If that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. I mean, if we want to keep it real, I mean, the Star Spangled Banner, you get to that third stanza and it's a bunch of racist shit in it. You know, so let's 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 not walk around like that's just the best song in the world. <laughs> but I didn't have an issue with articulating that out loud. And I'll never forget at the time, you know, my real estate business was really beginning to take off. And, you know, I had a client that I was working with who was a professional athlete that had gotten drafted in the first round of the NFL. And I was even on TMZ with this particular athlete when he bought his mother a house. And I'll never forget having conversations with this athlete's agent and with this athlete's accountant. They were just saying, man, we, we got so much business for you, man. You know, you did a good job and we're going to send you some more business and we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I was like, yeah, you know getting ready to market myself as this specialist who deals with professional athletes, even though I had worked with professional athletes before, but shit, I had never been on TMZ. Right. And so then this Colin Kaepernick shit happens. And I took the stance that I took that I don't have a problem with it. I feel like that, you know, he did what he did and that's his way of protesting peacefully. And it just was what it was. And I felt like, you know, the NFL was playing hardball by blackballing him. Well, needless to say, I didn't get no damn NFL money. (laughs) (laughs) I never heard from those guys again (laughs) because they were loyal to their cause. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to speak down on what's making them money. And I respect it. And uh, I wasn't on TMZ again. But something very, very, very unique happened in that moment. I actually doubled my business that year because people who saw me as authentic and saw me as unafraid and unwilling to speak my truth in that moment, they respected that. And even people who didn't too much agree with my opinion, they respected the fact that I stood on what I stood on and that I didn't switch up, that I didn't, you know, I guess, bend over or bow down to the pressure of making a client feel comfortable because they felt like Kaepernick was wrong and I felt like he was right. And my thought process and mindset at the time was one, I never thought about losing business because my thing has always been I'll attract who I need to attract in the moment and I'll get the business that I need to get. But more importantly, I want people who know me, who deal with me, who respect me to know that if there was ever a situation that required me to stay true to myself and if me staying true to myself would positively impact them in some kind of way, that I would do that. I I wasn't going to code switch on them and and act like I didn't know who they were and kind of leave them and abandon them. Because even in professional environments and we've all been there, you know, you at the break room talking about, you know, I can't stand such and such. And they're trying to get us to do all this work. And what we need to do when we get into the meeting is we need to say we're not doing all this work. You know, we tired of being overworked, done to pay. Yeah. And everybody at the water cooler cheering your ass on. And then y'all get into the team meeting. You bring up the issue and nobody back you on it. (laughs) Now you got a target on your damn back because you done stood up for everybody. They done left you high and dry, right? People knew that that wouldn't be the case with me. 
they knew that if something were to come up that meant something to somebody and that meant something to the, the outcomes of our lives, that Tim Jackson would stand on the way he fell. And the mentoring group grew. My pockets grew. I, shit, I was hiring people. I, I literally had the best year of my life. And the years preceding it, or is it following it? I don't know. Y'all was late. The years following, I had good years. And I like to think it was because I didn't switch up. I stayed true to myself. You see, for years, I had to pretend to be someone that I wasn't in corporate America so that I could fit this mold of this corporate figure because, again, I was representing the corporation. Now, I understand certain occupations require you to be uniform to certain core values if you're in the military you can't wear braids and a beard well if you get a shaving waiver you can probably wear a beard that's another story for another day but you get what i'm saying if you're working certain occupations if you're a fireman or a firewoman you have to you know have your hair a certain kind of way shave etc cetera, etc cetera. so i get that but in many occupations the people that tend to to succeed are the people who are unique the people who are hard workers and who stand out and who don't make the company look bad from an HR perspective. And in most cases, you don't make your companies look bad by being yourself. But we're so afraid to walk into that environment being ourselves that we switch up. And when you switch up, it's like a part of you dies inside. Because if you're an authentic person, you're never going to fully feel like you're living your purpose. In fact, you're going to feel inauthentic because you're not able to be yourself. This is why so many motherfuckers don't let people at their job follow them on social media <laughs> i can't tell you how many times people at my job were like hey so you on facebook i'm like no no i ain't on facebook you know in fact when i worked in banking i i deactivated my page altogether because one i knew i still had my real estate license and they could see that as a conflict of interest even though i didn't really sell no houses but still uh that and then two i just didn't want people to see that side of me that was still connected to my roots you know i tell a story that's kind of funny i'll never forget and this was the last time that i could say i had to feel the need to code switch in corporate i was working at the bank and a new hire class started and so everyone who knew me at the bank you know they knew you know tim jackson um was you know kind of a quiet dude didn't really fool anybody kept off to myself kept my head down worked did my job went home you know on the weekends if i had to work on the weekends you know, I'd bring in donuts and shit, you know, and I was the manager that was nice to my workers, but I ran a tight ship. We had a new hire class came in and this was at, you know, the banking center I was at. It was an actual center, like a call center. And I worked a special project. So we weren't on the phones. We just we did a lot of auditing. But new hire class comes in and I walked down there with two of my peers. And I'll never forget walking into the class. and Somebody was like, Tim Jackson. <laughs> what's up my man oh man i can't believe you working up here <laughs> and they just got to you know i mean i i knew when i saw him i was like oh shit he, he know tim from the grove you know these people up here don't know that tim he gets to telling this story about how i used to get into fights and beat people up and shit like that and i'll never forget the look that my peers gave me like this can't be true <laughs> No way that you used to get in the fights. Tim Jackson with the Argyle sweaters and the slacks and the nice shoes and a good cologne and the nice car and the cufflinks, that Tim Jackson. <laughs> and, you know, 
until this day, I, I keep in touch with some of them. They follow me on social media now, but they're saying, man, it's so funny that, you know, the person that I, I see you as in your business, that is not the guy who I worked with. And I really wish I would have known that guy. You know what I'm saying? But that was the last time that I did that in corporate. I, matter of fact, when I got that team with that guy on it, I began to be a, little, a lot more looser. And began to be myself more. And I eventually ended up leaving the company, going back to college and finishing up my degree. But it felt good those last couple of months working there, being myself, because my performance actually didn't go down. We were actually like the number one, number two team the last three months I was there because the environment that we created was such a fun environment because I allowed my workers to be themselves. You see, you don't have to be all tight lipped. You don't have to feel like you have to switch up the game to be someone that's you know super super you know you know prude and you have to come across as this robot and i understand when you work in certain industries that you don't want to come off too down home or too you know hood or ghetto whatever you know you want to show some professionalism but you know don't break your neck trying to be someone you're not because one thing that people can and will catch really fast is when you're being fake you know what i'm saying and when they feel like you're being fake they're going to look for every opportunity to identify your fakeness if that makes any sense and once they start identifying your fakeness well then you'll find yourself you know in a pigeonhole feeling like you got to play double size double work and do extra stuff and yeah you don't want that you don't want that at all so y'all code switching is something that many people find themselves having to do but i really want to caution you when it comes to switching up i want you to Start practice being your authentic self. Don't feel like you have to be someone who you're not. There's nothing wrong with, you know, pronouncing your words, you know, and enunciating. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you to go on an Ebonics rant, you know, when you at your job or whatever. But you can be yourself. You can have personality. You don't have to switch up the game for not a damn person. Because people will accept you as who you are. They will every single time because people don't care about anything outside of the fact that you are performing at the highest level and you're making them feel like that they made the right choice by selecting you. You guys, that's all I got for you today. I'm about to get up off this line, but check it. Do your boy a favor and follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson. Now go subscribe to the YouTube page, Real Solutions Tim. Just type in Real Solutions Tim and you'll find my YouTube page. I really want to grow my following there. I want to do it as organic as I possibly can, but I'll probably start running some ads soon. But we got to get this message out. There's somebody at home, there's someone in your life who really needs this this uh this message they really need to be uplifted they need to understand that they have a superpower because that's my goal to bring those superpowers out of you but more importantly i want you to feel authentic in everything you do and i want to empower you to pursue your purpose to the highest level possible that's all i got for you guys as always let's keep it real and let's keep it real dope Thank you for listening to Real Dope Radio. Please like, subscribe, and share these broadcasts with everyone you know. We got to get the information out there. Visit www.realdopetim.com. Pick up your copy of the book, Real Dope, an in-depth comparison between real estate and the dope game. And as always, 
Follow me on all social media outlets at Tim Jackson. Now. Let's get it.